Hello, Mama. So excited as always to be here with you. Oh man, I am so happy today. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, as I'm recording this, was Halloween and uh, we went trick or treating. We had fun costumes that went like we did like a family thing this year and it was just so fun. I know not everyone is into trick or treating or Halloween and that's okay. We had a blast. Um, but my favorite part of Halloween is that the next day afterwards, November 1st, today, I let myself start celebrating Christmas. And so it is now officially the Christmas season over here. I started listening to Christmas music this morning and my heart is so happy. <laughs> I hate that like wait of the last couple weeks where I'm like, I just want to turn it on now. I want to turn the Christmas music on now, but I make myself wait until November 1st and then it's a free for all. So hopefully we'll get our decorations up in the next week or so. And you know, just take in the Christmas spirit. Um, I love it. I found that like, if I wait till December, I just am not sick of everything by the end of the year and I have to take it down and I'm sad and I have to stop listening to Christmas music and I'm sad or I don't have to. It just feels wrong to listen to it into the new year. Like I kind of want that fresh start, but if I let myself like do it all of November, then I'm fully sick of it by <laughs> after Christmas and it's just perfect. So anyways, had to share that update with you because I'm feeling really excited over here. What about you? I would love to hear what you do when you let yourself dive into Christmas mode. Um, but yeah, I'm finding some joy in that. I'm also excited to continue talking about our series. Series is how to stay married and have kids. And I know uh, it feels like those things are at opposition, opposition with each other at times, but they're not. Yes, there's added challenges, but we're going to talk through all of that. Um, last episode, we began the series and I just kind of painted the big picture vision of um, kind of why I'm talking about this stuff and just started to touch on some of the principles that we are going to go into. But we're going to get super specific in the series. We're going to answer your questions. We're going to go into all of it. But in this episode, I just really wanted to unpack kind of like the main principle that I believe that where many of us are getting off, or at least where I was getting off, which, you know, I know that I'm not alone in that. So there's got to be some other of you out there that are struggling in this area as well. And then I'm going to just share a lot of my story today and um, share kind of how I have journeyed as a wife and what that has looked like. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited and I hope you're just taking notes, getting some um, fresh perspective so you can go back into married life stronger and more peaceful and more excited and hopeful for the future. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Let's go. Welcome to the morning mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, Mama, so excited to dive back into our topic today. 
Um, I encourage you, if you didn't, go back and listen to the last episode. It's just kind of big picture unpacking kind of what I've just noticed in culture and, you know, why I think it's important to talk about culture and what culture is saying is because we are just swimming in the waters of culture. It's it's around us, everywhere we look, everywhere we go. And so those values are seeping into how we see ourselves, how we see our marriage, how we see our kids, how we see the world, how all of it. And so if we're not careful to discern, okay, where is this mindset coming from? Is it is it purely like God's way? Does this align 100% with the Bible or has bits and pieces of culture seeped into my perspective? And so that's why we have to talk about what culture is saying, because we need to be become more aware of where those little parts have snuck in and are distorting our thinking. And when our thinking is distorted, it, it's our actions are distorted and our, um, our movement forward is is now in the wrong direction. And uh, even if it's just a small bit off course, you know, miles down the road, it's going to be way off course. Um, so we have to be so careful to make sure that our thinking is completely in line with God's word. Um, and so that's why, you know, yeah, that's why I talk about culture a lot because I think it's so important. And, and yeah, it's so sneaky. And that's how the enemy works. It's, he's so sneaky. It's, you know, it's often things that sound good or sound like truth, or it has a piece of truth, but, but part of it's just a little bit off. And so I think for a lot of us, some of this, um, you know, whatever portion of it has seeped into how we view marriage. And I think that's a big thing now that is contributing to the high divorce rates, to um, the high difficulty of just a successful marriage is because culture is screaming so much at us. And so we want to, in this series, one of the things we're going to do is just kind of reset our minds, try and try and get them to align back to true north, back to what God says. And um, I want to share just kind of for me, where where my thinking had gotten off in uh, terms of marriage and kind of share my story today. So first of all, you know, I referenced this uh, just for a second in the last episode, but as I have reflected on uh, my journey as a wife, I believe that there has been two major things that has contributed to my struggle to be a good wife. And again, remember, I, I unpacked in the last episode why we start with you, and that's because that's truly the only place that we can actually make change. Um, and that that's what we're called to do is, is make sure we are being faithful to God. We can't make our husbands be faithful. We can't, uh, turn them into a good husband or a good father based on anything on our end of control or manipulation or saying the right words or even praying the right prayers. Yes, pray for your spouse, but not out of a place of manipulation. Um, and so we have to start with ourselves and, like, again, I encourage you if you're struggling to be like, well, you know, it's my husband's fault. We're here and it's, it's him. That's the problem. And that kind of thinking, I really encourage you to, to go into some prayer because I believe that if if that's all you can see, then there is some pride that you have going on there, which I know is so uncomfortable. I, I laugh because I, I have realized more and more how much I struggle with pride and it sneaks into my thinking. And so when I have those days or weeks or seasons where I think it's all my husband's fault, God has slowly, you know, I've slowly allowed him to show me more and more um, how my self is also off. And so wherever you're at in your marriage, and again, I'm going to mention we're not talking about an abusive situation here. 
We're not talking about someone that is physically harming you or calling you names, um, controlling you. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about a marriage that may be unhealthy, but it's, it's not uh, abusive. We have to then, if it's not that we have to start with ourselves. That is truly the only way forward. And so like, if you are struggling with what I'm saying, go and do the work, go and sit with God, humble yourself before him. God, God, you know, pray the prayer that David prayed. Uh, God, if there's any grievous way in me, show me, God, show me. And, and he will, it might be painful, but he will. And also, you know, a lot of times we have a blind spot here. So get some outside insight, outside insight. I like that. <laughs> get some outside perspective, um, to help you see what that blind spot might be. Like, I know this is hard, but ask your spouse, go and ask your spouse with no intention of telling him anything that he's doing wrong or having any kind of conversation about how you want to improve the marriage. Just go and say, Hey babe, as a wife, what, what do you see? Where am I struggling? Where am I getting off? Um, and then I want you after he speaks, all I want you to say is thank you for sharing that and bite your tongue and walk away. <laughs> and I know that might hurt a lot. You might want to defend yourself. I, you probably will. And it's going to be really hard to keep your mouth shut, but I encourage you to do this. And do not say another word besides thank you for sharing that with me. And then you walk away. Okay. Cause you're going to need to just like remove yourself from the situation before you start wanting to say some things. And then you're going to go and sit with God for a while and journal what he said and pray about it. God, is this like, what do you see in this? You know? And like, you know, our husband's perspectives aren't perfect, just like ours aren't, but probably there's going to be some truth that you need to hear in that. And it might be really, really hard. But, but that's necessary. If you want a healthy marriage, if you want to make it in your marriage, if you want to keep going, then you've got to know what you are not good at. You've got to know where you need to grow. Even if you feel like you're the stronger one, even if you feel like you're the healthier one, there's always ways that we can grow. And, you know, I've seen this in my marriage and I'm going to talk about it today, but Actually, the stronger we are, the more capable of having a healthy marriage we're, we're going to be, even, even if that looks like a little uneven, right? Even if maybe we're a little unequally yoked and, you know, maybe we're ahead spiritually a little bit, like, but ultimately when we are stronger and healthier, we will be able to sustain a healthier marriage, even if the other person is a little bit behind. So if you're struggling to have a healthy marriage, because you're ahead, that, that might mean that you have some things to work through because ultimately that, that strength in you should give you more capacity to show up in a healthy way, which is going to increase the health in your marriage. Um, I know it can create tensions as well, but ultimately it's going to give you more power to choose the right thing. And so you might be really healthy in one area, maybe like you and God are like good and you know, you're thriving there and maybe with your kids, even you're thriving, or maybe in other relationships in your life, you're thriving, but you might have a blind spot in your marriage because if, if, if you just think it's his fault, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be black and white with that. Unless it is an abusive situation, you know, or maybe a narcissist. Um, unless it's one of those two situations and then maybe another situation I'm missing, but probably not like you're wrong. It's not just him. I'm not saying he's not doing anything wrong. I'm not saying that, 
but we've got to look on ourselves. And sometimes looking at ourselves, like I'm thinking also of someone that might just be overly people pleasing, overly trying to like almost earn her husband's love, right? And and you're 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 just tiptoeing around trying to trying to somehow gain back his his love and that also is unhealthy. So maybe your blind spot is is actually getting some um, strength and seeing that that you need to find your worth in God, right? So I'm not saying just because it's not just him that it means you're doing like these horrible things to him. It might mean that you are people pleasing him and fearing him instead of fearing God, right? So it can be a lot of different things, but you have a part to play in what is going on, okay? So that's what we're looking at today. We've got to start there. It's the only way out. All right, so the two things that I have seen contribute in the biggest way to my struggle to be a good wife is first of all, my pride or self-righteousness, kind of like what I keep referencing. And I, I think in a nutshell, this is thinking too highly of myself. So kind of what I just unpacked, right? That's problem number one that I've noticed. I think too highly of myself. I, you know, everything I was just describing about maybe you're strong in these other areas and you have a blind spot in your marriage. And in essence, that's me. Like I, for a long time, you know, was, was a leader at church and I, you know, had thriving relationships and I had, you know, me and God were like getting stronger and stronger and we were so good. But in my marriage, you know, I, still was so angry and I still was so, uh, critical and not, not that I'm anywhere near perfect now, but I've grown a ton. And I think my, my husband would even attest to that. I've grown a ton. And so I I think that was me in a lot of ways. I had this pride because I was like, well, look at all these areas where I'm thriving, you know, and I would judge his actions or lack of actions in certain areas and think, well, I'm better than him because I'm doing, I'm reading my Bible every day, or I'm better than him because I'm a leader at church or I'm better than him because I have these other relationships, whatever it was. Right. But I I fell into this pride and I wasn't able to see how much my actions were contributing and, and, and the way I viewed him was contributing to our struggles. So this is where all that I'm saying is coming from is my own experience. So when you're struggling to hear what I'm saying and saying, no, I don't want to hear that. It's not me. Just know you're in good company because I didn't want to hear it for a long time either. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. Okay. So that's number one. The biggest problem is pride or self-righteousness thinking too highly of myself. And then number two, I believe the second half is, um, unhealthy or unrealistic expectations on my husband. Um, and I can summarize this as thinking too lowly of him. Um, which there's a couple components to this, but you know, I had these, I believed the problem with what was happening is, was him, that he wasn't measuring up, that he wasn't showing up in how he should be that, you know, ultimately he's not going to be perfect and he never will be. But I believe that was the problem versus me actually having a realistic outlook on what marriage was, what the purpose of it was, what a situation should look like. Like for example, and I might go into this more later, but you know, we would go on a date and I had this expectation that 
It should be so connected. It should be so romantic. And he should open the car door for me. And we should be just in this deep emotional connection. And the food should be perfect. And the atmosphere should be perfect. And he should, you know, be so fully focused on me and, and be so loving towards me. And, and that he'd be emotionally like uh, open and just sharing everything from his heart with me, right? Like I had this expectation for, for any date we would go on or moment we would be in. And this was, you know, even before kids. Um, and yes, we're going to talk about the specifics of having kids in a marriage. But ultimately, I think, you know, when you're struggling in your marriage, when you have kids, it's just marriage is already hard. And then you add in kids, which is this extra hard factor to it. And so it, it compounds. So I don't think specifically kids are the problem. I think it compounds the degree of difficulty. Um, so, but yes, we will talk about that specifically. But ultimately, I had this this unrealistic viewpoint of how he should be, how our moments together should be. And this was in every area. And I just believed that's what it should look like. Right. And so I thought he was the problem. I thought he was the the fact that he wasn't able to emotionally go that deep or that he was getting distracted in our conversation for a second. And I'm not talking like he's ignoring me, just, you know, people get distracted, especially I feel like this is a generalization, (laughs) but men, um, big generalization there. Um, but I, I thought too lowly of him, right? I didn't see that my expectations were the issue. I thought he was the issue. And so I think it can all, for me at least, boil down to those two issues, pride and then unhealthy, unrealistic expectations, thinking too highly of myself and too lowly of him versus, right? Like a healthy view of him would, would mean that I like see him as he is showing up in how God made him to. And you know, it doesn't mean he doesn't have things to work through. Just like, I don't have, like, I will always have things to work through. We're both always have things to work through, but I'm, I'm, instead of assuming that he's not good enough in these settings, I'm actually, you know, able to reset my expectations and my viewpoint to see that he is enough. Okay. So let's, let's go into it more. Okay. Ultimately, I think one of the big things, and it goes right along with these two points that we get off in how we view the purpose of marriage. And I think there's many things to blame for this. I think Disney, right? Like this idea of this perfect, happy ending, right? Um, But also Christian culture. I think a lot of us grew up in a generation that focused all on like finding the perfect spouse, right? I don't know how many of you, you know, were in that. I don't know. I don't know how long this went on, but I remember Many people, many sources telling me I should write down everything that I wanted in a spouse, like, and you couldn't be too specific, like, you know, write down how you want them to look, what you want them to be like, all of these different things, right? And you should write that down and pray and that God would bring you that man. Now, I get the heart behind it. I think this is probably, you know, when, um, you know, we're trying to, it was, you know, in the midst of purity culture. And so we're trying to help, you know, young people stay pure. And so that you're trying to help motivate them and cast this vision for what, what can happen in the future. And yes, God can answer all of our prayers. And yes, God loves specifics. You know, that's, that's great. I get the heart behind it. But ultimately what this did was train us to always look to the other person, right? Like, we're now expecting this perfect person to walk in. We're now waiting for them to show up 
healthy and amazing with all these things that we want, right? It's, it's so focused on us, what we think it should look like, what we want. Like that's so individualistic. It's so selfish, right? And, and again, I get the heart behind it. But it's, it's all about I. I want this. I want this. I think this. I expect this, right? And so we, we kind of went into it already being set up for failure, ultimately. Because if you go into a marriage just thinking about what you want, oh man, you're a goner, right? Like that's not what marriage is about. Marriage, truly. So I think a lot of people think the, the purpose of marriage is happiness, Right? I think that marriage is going to make us whole and happy and it's just going to be the best, right? <laughs> but I think actually it is, it's not about happiness. Yes, you can find joy in it, but it's not about fulfillment. And it's actually not about joy either, even though you can find joy in it and God wants you to find joy in that. It's not about satisfaction. It's not about any of those things. I really believe the purpose of marriage is not to be loved, but to learn to love. I believe that's like part of God's design. And yes, he wants us to experience that love. But ultimately, I believe that he wants us to, right? Like if you go into scripture, husbands, lay down your lives for your wife, right? Learn to give up yourself for her. Wives, submit to your husbands, right? You shut your mouth again. And we'll, we'll maybe go into this more, but this doesn't mean you don't have healthy conversations about things, but ultimately, right? You're sacrificing your thoughts, your ideas for the good of you. You're saying, okay, I submit to that decision. Like you, you discuss it and say, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, try not to go too deep into the word. I know submit can be a trigger word for a lot of people. But ultimately, like if you look at the big picture of the scripture, right? Husbands lay down your life for your wife. So ultimately he's got the greater task. You know, it's ultimately about laying down your life for each other, sacrificing for each other. And that's really hard, right? Laying down your life for someone else, sacrificing your thoughts and opinions for the other. That's, that's, that's hard. And you come together as two imperfect humans and it is messy and hard. And I believe that this is ultimately part of God's purpose in this is to refine us, right? Scripture again and again tells us that we should find joy in trials because, because God uses them to help us grow and become who we are created to be, right? The verse that I say all the time on here, cause it's just, Oh, hard and beautiful and just hard. Uh, James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let that steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. Right. And that's, that's one of many scripture that talks about how trials, how suffering, how discomfort actually refines us. And we need that refining in order to step into who we were created to be. And so like, that's how marriage and parenting for that matter, that's, that's the beauty of what it does to us. And so actually when we're looking for it to fulfill us and make us happy, we are going to be desperately disappointed. We are going to feel hopeless, 
right? Because that is not its purpose. And if we're looking to it for that, then first of all, it's an idol in our lives because ultimately God is the only place that can fulfill us fully, that we can look to for for purpose, for true hope, right? For true happiness and joy. And yes, other things in this world can make us happy. Our marriages absolutely can make us happy, but we can't look to those people or those things as the source. And so when we go into marriage, it's like we already have these idols in place, right? We, we idolize this idea of marriage and how it should look. We idolize this idea of who our husbands should be. And then like we go into it and a lot of people don't talk about it, right? And so we just all of a sudden are just confused and feel alone and feel hopeless because we didn't realize like, wow, this is really insanely hard and painful. And so then we just bail, right? Because that's what the world tells us to do, to do, right? The world says, well, if you're feeling a peace about leaving, you should do that, right? That means it's probably time for you to leave your marriage, right? If your heart is is saying something different, then it's probably over. It's probably, you need, you need to follow your heart. You need to follow how you're feeling. You know, that's that's what's important. And so even if we, you know, overtly know that's not truth, like those mentalities seep into us and we start to believe, okay, well, maybe, well, maybe this isn't right. You know, maybe I would be happier outside of this marriage. Maybe it would be better for my kids. Maybe, you know, whatever lies you begin to believe. And, and this is how we get to this place. And, and even if you're not even considering divorce, right? Maybe you're like, no, I'm not considering divorce. We're, we're in it forever. But that mentality still seeps in and you become, begin to become bitter and angry and unhealthy in a marriage because you're expecting them to fulfill you and you're expecting them to make you happy. And that's not the purpose. That's not what they're called to do. That's not what marriage is about. And so that mentality is so dangerous. And I believe that so many marriages are struggling because of that. And when we can flip that, right? When we can flip it and, and look at how can we grow ourselves? Like, you know, even thinking of that, you know, the next generation coming up, right? We were told like, think of yourself, what you want, what, what your plans are, what you think is right. And we were told to focus on that. But what if we, what if we flip the script for the next generation? And instead of telling them to think about what they want, we tell them, okay, think about what you would want in a spouse. Okay. Now, now that list is who you need to become right now. That list is what you need to focus on so that you can be healthy and whole, right? And truly, it's not just about doing that for the purpose of marriage. So maybe I haven't fully thought through what we should tell the next generation, but I do believe some of that needs to be flipped because it's it's about who God wants us to be, right? It's not about satisfying our wants and desires and finding our needs met anywhere besides God. Like we, that the only place to get our needs met is with God. Okay. So that's, I think kind of at the core of what is, why so many of us are struggling. (laughs) Like where, where we get to this place where we just feel so disenchanted and hopeless and thinking like, this isn't how it's supposed to be but we're looking at it all upside down, all wrong. And so I believe we have to begin 
by getting the foundations right. And, you know, I'm not going to have time to fully dive into my story today. I'll I'll, um, share more in the next episode, but I think I shared in the last episode, I've now been married for seven years, which, you know, is not much compared to many, (laughs) but I feel like, you know, we're getting, gaining traction, but also, you know, more than my number of years, we've had a lot that we've worked through in these years. Like everything I'm sharing with you about how you look at marriage wrong, that's because I lived it. And I, I looked at everything completely wrong for a long time. And it created so much chaos and strife and anger in myself, truly. Like that's a lot of my source of anger. Um, a lot of what fueled it is this almost what I thought was righteous indignation, but ultimately wasn't righteous. It was just sinful indignation. So, you know, and then along with that, I, I, you know, have my experience as a marriage and family therapist and and learning what I did and and working with some couples. Um, But ultimately, when we got married, you know, we we're, we were attending church and following God, but we weren't perfect and we were still trying to work out our faith and, and follow it well. And so, you know, we didn't do everything perfectly right. And, um, you know, I, I think I kind of didn't fully open my eyes to some of the, the struggles I was walking into, into marriage. I think probably he did the same thing. And so we walked in both, you know, pretty unhealthy to some extent, you know, uh, all of us are on a spectrum of unhealth. I mean, there's so much healing to be done. I had grown a ton. He had grown a ton. And so I'm not saying I would have necessarily done it differently, but you know, we both had some big issues that we were in the middle of working through. And so for me, that looked like I struggled with a lot of really nasty, big anger. And it looked like explosions, like you would picture a toddler, like it was bad. Um, and then he struggled a lot with withdrawing. So he would, you know, cut off emotionally and just, um, you know, not share or, or be fully present. And, and then that would trigger my anger and my anger would trigger his withdrawing. And, you know, we'll, we'll dive a little bit into restoration theory in the coming episodes, but that was kind of like the, where we started. Our first years of marriage were very, very hard. I felt incredibly alone. Um, I, yeah. And again, I would get angry when I felt that alone. Um, cause you know, he would be withdrawn and then I would get angry and he would be more withdrawn. Right. Or maybe my anger would come from somewhere else. And, you know, he would just feel like he couldn't be safe around me. Right. And so it's just this vicious cycle. And, and then we, we did a lot of things that helped us. And I want to share more about that in the next episode. But we did get therapy. We got coaching. We used the tools of restoration theory. And all of this helped immensely. But ultimately, there was kind of like one core thing that I changed in my thinking that I want to share with you in the next episode. So um, get ready for that. I know this is all challenging. And I want to encourage you. You know, I always want to every episode invite you to go deeper with me because I know some of what we talk about, it can it can open your eyes to some things, but then you can maybe feel frustrated because you don't know how to walk it out and you don't know how to actually change it. You're like, okay, I see what you're saying. I see how that makes sense. I'm trying to change my thinking, but I still keep falling into these same actions again and again. And 
for those of you that are feeling that way, I want, I want to help you. I want to be there for you. I believe that God has equipped me with some strategies, some tools, some insight to help you walk out that healing. And so if that's you and you want to go and, and heal at a greater capacity and gain some deeper tools, then I want to invite you into the Healed Mama Academy. And this is where I get to actually get my eyes into your life. We have weekly group coaching that we meet and you get to share exactly what you're struggling through. And I get to speak into that. And then I also have, along with that, the curriculum that you're working through independently and learning the tools of restoration theory and learning about the cycles that are going on in your marriage and really any relationship. And I teach you how to get out of that, how to actually walk out, how to actually change those actions with some real tactical tools that literally rewire your brain. So if that is you, come and just just pray about it. See what if God would have that for you, but you can go and get all of the information at morningmama.co. That's morningmama.co. Come apply and I would just love to help you go deeper and really figure this out because I know how frustrating it is when you want to change, but you don't know how. So I hope some of you will come and join me. I love getting to know you and just speaking into your life. Um, But as we wrap this up, I just want to pray for you, all of you, because I know this stuff is really challenging and so deeply painful. I know I've had probably some of my most deepest pain within my marriage. And I know so many of you can relate to that because you know, you're in a place that feels like you shouldn't feel alone. And so when you feel alone, it's, it's like somehow compounded. So let me just pray for you. God, I just pray over every woman here, every marriage that's represented. God, I just pray God that you would speak hope and life and healing God into the relationship, into her heart. God, I pray you would convict her and give her the strength to, to see what you're saying to her, to, uh, listen to the words that you have for her, even when it's challenging. God, I pray that she would have the courage to go to her husband and ask him about his, his perspective on things. God, I pray that, uh, you would just bring life and healing into the relationship, God. And I pray that her, her mindset, her perspective on what marriage is, God would be fully restored to what you have called her to, what you have planned out marriage for God. And I just pray that you would just bring hope to every heart that is hurting and feels hopeless. God, we just thank you for who you are and that you are the God of healing, the God of hope, God, and we never have to feel despair, God, because you have already paid the price for us, God, and we just praise your name. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, mama. If you've found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.